Welcome back to another episode of Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I'm your host, Stefano Sanzo. You are my listeners, making you part of a very special group that I like to call the Good Few. And we're back at it, baby. Yes, not as consistent as we used to be, but nevertheless, we persist. We still put out an episode when we can. Having fun with it. Uh, my guest today was uh, was kind of a recon job. Uh, by the time this is out, the show will probably already have happened. But um, I'm doing my first roast battle this Thursday. Um, Thursday, January 20th. Uh, and I'm going to be facing Todd Cooper. Todd Cooper was my guest today. I don't know him that well. And it's hard to write jokes. Uh, especially mean jokes about somebody you don't know at all. So I, I brought him into the studio, got to know him a little bit. I definitely have some things to work off. Uh, if you happen to listen to the episode before it drops, hey, maybe uh, message me and tell me some stuff that I could say that's mean about Todd <laughs> that uh, that might be able to help me a lot because um, I'm not really – I wouldn't like to lose, but I also do know that my arch nemesis Frankie Hill is going to be writing some jokes for, uh, for Todd because uh, why wouldn't – he you know why why would he let the opportunity slip away to say mean things about me it's literally his favorite thing to do literally the only joy that frankie has in this world is making fun of me outside of that his life is very very dull and awful <laughs> uh so check this episode out it's fun todd was homeschooled he had an interesting upbringing um and wound up being an interesting dude uh very lazy and he's very proud of it it's very um very very peculiar individual but uh good dude would love to hang out with him again soon uh and as always i appreciate you guys listening even after these uh these little breaks that i take eventually i'll get consistent again but it's also really hard to book stuff in this fucking covid world half the people don't even want to be in the room with somebody uh you know who's who's a person everybody is afraid of getting cooties every it's it's strange strange times folks but i'm having fun i'm alive you're alive right because you're listening so i'm gonna let you get to it episode god knows what 50 something i'm losing track but it's one of them uh coming at you i'll see you when i see you i love you talk to you soon peace bye All right, here we are, podcast with Stefano. I'm Todd. <laughs> this is how we're doing it today, because apparently I get to do the introduction. Hell yeah, brother. Oh. Um, it's pronounced Stefano, but oh, I shit. could really give a fuck. Uh, I, 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 I'll still turn if you call my name. Like, if you say my name wrong, you know what I'm saying? You can't fuck up Todd. Todd's short for nothing, right? Yeah, I actually, Todd is the long version of my name. What does that I, mean? What are you talking about? There, I have two D's in my name, and you can spell Todd with one D. You spell it with one D? No, I spell it with, that's what I'm saying, mine's the long version. Okay. I, mine's Todd, it's the full. But I'm saying, like, on paper, it's not short for anything, right? No. That's a wild first name, just Todd, because it sounds like it's a nickname of something. It, I mean, oddly enough, I learned what it meant as a kid, uh, yeah. and it means fox, so it, I don't know. In what language? I don't know, man. I didn't learn that much about it. Is that one of those things? <laughs> it that, like, stopped a, right there. I feel like that's one of those things that a parent told you you never looked into. No, that. I've Googled it since then. Like <laughs> it's I know. True. That, yeah, no, that's exactly what it means. Hell yeah. But I had no name for like three days, two, three days when I was born. You were just boy. Yeah, because I was the fourth of uh, 
all boys yeah. in my family. So at that point, they just kind of ran of ideas for names. Oh, so you're the baby of four. So you have three older brothers? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I have two older brothers, and that's a lot. Okay, yeah. How no. much older are they than you? Uh, Eight and seven years, and then like a year and a half. Okay, so you were in a similar boat to me. You got your ass kicked growing up. Yeah, pretty much. Until you, I am assuming you became the biggest one and started kicking their asses. No, I mean I'm taller, but like I, I don't, I don't fight at all. No, <laughs> no, they're all definitely uh, angrier people than me. And if it came down to like actual physical fight, yeah. Yeah, you do seem like a really sweet guy, which is what's going to make what's coming up really difficult. Uh, Todd and I are going to be roasting each other in a couple of days. We're 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 uh, we're partaking in a roast battle comedy show, and uh, yeah, it's been. Uh, I'm kind of doing this interview to try to figure Todd out a little bit because, like, I don't know him that well. He doesn't know me that well. And we have to say four, you know, pretty personal roasts um, on each other. But I guess we'll get into that. We'll try to figure out something. Um, I'll probably listen back to this episode and see if I can figure it out. But uh, I ask all my guests, so I'm going to ask you, what makes you happy, Todd? Um, so I guess goldfish makes me happy I the love, food or yeah, the, the snack I really love, yeah i love goldfish crackers they are a spectacular treat in aren't terms they? of yeah they're fantastic in terms of a simple thing it's definitely i've been snacking on goldfish heavily for the last decade because like i feel like so many american snacks are over the top with like salty or sweetness or got all these wild flavors it's like one of the few subtle ones yeah i only like i like just the regular cheddar and then pizza flavor Pizza flavor is pretty bomb. Yeah. I'm happy I got to talk about goldfish on recording. <laughs> Just in case I die this way, like it's like dic- like dictated somewhere that like I enjoyed goldfish. Right, right, right. Yeah, dude. I am. Uh, I'm a big fan of them as well. So are like, are you just like a, con- are you a snacker in general? Is like that your thing? Uh, I guess. Yeah. I definitely like to always have some sort of food in some sense. Anything. Just are you like a former around. fat kid? No, I've uh, always been skinny. Lucky fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, if I have a conversation about shitty food, I gain weight. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I'm very envious of, of lifetime skinny people. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm hoping I've just started to gain weight for like the first time in my life over the last year or so. Yeah. That's where you got to get in front of it. Cause now you're, what are you? Th- 29. 29. Yeah, yeah. 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 Once the minute a skinny person gets to an age and they like start gaining some weight, that's when I always recommend like, yo, figure it out. Yeah. It, it's Once a, it gets too past, you're going to be screwed. It's a real steep hill because you haven't wor- you haven't focused ever I've, on your weight. I've so, never had I've I don't have a diet. Yeah. Like if I really think about it, I don't have a diet. I've never thought about what I eat on any sort of regular basis. Like I'll try to avoid fast food stuff right. like that, like when you can, but like I still eat it because like I don't gain any weight, so I'm just like, eh, I can't see clogged arteries. Like, yeah. Yeah, see that that's like a double-edged sword. Your whole life you've never gained weight, but now that you are maybe going to start gaining some weight, you kind of got to get ahead of that. Yeah. Cuz um Yeah, man, that's a slippery slope and skinny lifetime skinny people who get fat look really bad. Oh yeah. Cuz they don't have the frame for it. Well, it all, it doesn't go everywhere. Nobody who's like lifetime skinny and then gets fat or like gains weight ends up gaining it well. It's all in one place. Yeah. It's like you just just your legs gain weight yeah, or like just like your stomach real, like, like descended just, gut and yeah. then like the rest of your body is skinny. It's yeah. Still thin. And Not it a strong make, look. Yeah, it doesn't work. Uh so you so you said you've done a roast battle before, right? Yeah, once. And I'm how was that experience for you? Uh I lost. It was bad. Yeah. I definitely didn't do very well. I'm not good at I, I don't know. It's not that I'm not good at making fun of people, but mm-hmm. just like when you don't really know somebody, it's just like, am I going to piss you off? Am I going to say something that's going to make you mad? Like, right. And well, I feel like in that regard, 
because you're both consenting to the competition, you don't have to worry about it. Still, I yeah, don't, yeah, it's yeah. just like a, a nagging voice I have in the back. I'm not good at like just. I'm one of those people that like would talk shit from in my car. Oh, like, uh, okay. If I'm in the car driving, I'll definitely like call somebody an asshole. That like, you can be pissed off at people yeah. in the car and be like, "You're so stupid." But now I gotta ask you: Did did my arch nemesis hit you up? Uh, I don't believe so. Who's oh, that? Thank God he told me he was gonna. Um, grab uh, Frankie Hill. He said, no. he, he said he wanted to help you write jokes because he hates oh. me, <laughs> and that would that would be very bad. He still might hit you up. I mean, I'm just gonna hit him up now. Ah, fucking! Why did I do that? Yeah, no, that was stupid. Yeah, it was. I didn't think you would go that route. Okay, I, I definitely would. I am so fucked. <laughs> I'm so 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 fucked. Uh, he had wrote a sample one just to like fuck with me, and I was like, this is bad. <laughs> so, um, all right, guess I'm gonna have to step it up. You're gonna smoke me. You're gonna absolutely demolish me. Well. I won't have any idea what to do in the next round. I was just thinking about having to write jokes for all the other people, and I'm just like, Lord, how am I going to do this? But yeah. Figure it all out. Actually, uh, um, as like a little exercise the other day, I uh, I posted a, a status on my Instagram story saying that like, if you reply to this, I'm just going to talk absolute shit about you. It was just like a good way to like force myself to write mean things about people. Yeah. 50 fucking people replied, dude. <laughs> Over 50. So I just spent like a whole day just like, toxic just just writing mean shit like some of these people i don't even fucking know and i had to say mean shit about them but like they signed up for it you know yeah i mean anybody talk shit back no or is everybody just there to just take it yeah they were mostly just taking it's it it's kind of weird yeah yeah i was i was very perplexed like where do that. you got to be in your day to like see someone post and be like hey let me just talk shit about you yeah and you're just like yeah that's me right now i don't i don't understand it i don't i don't know why you would seek it out but Apparently, apparently, fifty something people wanted to. I don't know. So I guess in that regard, I'm ready for it. But um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. So, so growing up, you had uh, you had three older siblings. What kind of household are we talking? Like, like uh, religious that uh, sort of shit. Yeah, I definitely grew up in a religious <clears throat> house. Um, what, what what form of religion are we talking? Catholic? Uh, Pentecostal. So what like, the fuck is that? There's so many different rules of Christianity. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, they're still. They don't like women being like pastors and stuff. They don't like you know, all the general sins and stuff they're yeah. on board with. But you probably could have uh, just stopped that they don't like women. They, <laughs> <laughs> Pentecostals is one of the ones where they're like, you have a personal relationship like with Jesus Christ. Like, oh, cool. You can talk to him every day. Like Jesus, he's your, my buddy, he's your friend. Yeah. yeah, that's not that's not a terrible way to look at things. It, it was a solid one. It was solid as a kid. It wasn't yeah. terrible. It definitely could have been worse. Because Catholic is like way more shame based. And anybody who like grew up Catholic usually has like a shit ton of shame walking around. Um, yeah, this was just regular religion shame. There wasn't yeah, any like, yeah, regular, extra. Just, yeah, regular. Yeah, just the bare minimum. <laughs> it's still like you're going to go to hell like if you don't like do are you, are you still into it? No. No, I haven't been since I was like a kid, like high school pretty much. Like the minute you didn't have to do it anymore. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Nice. <laughs> uh, and like what makes you so laid back? What do you, what do you smoke a lot of weed? You smoke a lot of weed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You used to have way longer hair and it was more obvious. I did. Yeah. Well, I also, I, that was the only time in my life I had long hair. I grew up like getting buzz cuts and uh, stuff. So that was the first time I grew my hair out. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And so it was like, it just got to the point where I was like, this is uncomfortable to sleep and it, my head is always hot. Yeah. Long it's hair. It's too much to take Yeah. It's bullshit. I, I have the same kind of hair. Like I have, I have curly hair and yeah. I've, I've grown it out before. It's a bitch to keep up with, man. Yeah. You have to like. Where you have to like be a chick. I'm way too like I don't have like I don't have a morning routine. So like to have to take care of hair, it's like I just kinda wanna wake up and go. Yeah, no, I feel that. 
I feel that I, I hate having extra stuff. Just have even having like short curly hair like I have now, I have to do stuff to it to yeah. not look like a crackhead. Pretty but, much. Um so let's see. What's like did you ever get picked on as a kid? Uh I, I feel like being tall negates a lot of it. I got tall I tall and nice. So like it just being like I said I was homeschooled, right? Yeah. yeah, that's like anyone who knows me would like roll their eyes at me for bringing that up because mm-hmm. I've talked about it constantly but uh, obviously we don't know it's each big, other you know, yeah, it's a big part of your personality but being homeschooled like i only really got like picked on or bullied by like my brothers and be, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah we were only allowed to be on the computer for like half hour a day right my parents would still work when they would come home my older brothers would have been on the computer like for hours right on end homeschooled be, for what years uh i did junior and senior year in high school my brothers were all homeschooled the whole way Junior and senior year, uh, you went to public, public school. school yeah. Holy shit. So yeah. you were homeschooled your whole life. Yeah. And then for those two years, you went to public school. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, I, <laughs> honestly, it, it was great. Like, I look back at my first year there and I was like, I was definitely an awkward kid. I wore an Eagles jersey every day of my junior year until about March. And I had seven different Eagles jerseys. <laughs> what made you... That's just what I wore in my regular life before when I was homeschooled. Yeah, you're like, like this is my outfit. I wear an Eagles they, jersey. Like, they also, they don't show sweat. Like, I was a really sweaty kid and a really oh, sweaty guy in general. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was like, jerseys. Like, I'd rather be the jersey-wearing kid than, like, the sweaty kid yeah. all the time. That's a, honestly, that's pretty, that's a pretty smart move. And, but it is really funny that you just, like, one of those weird social things you developed is, like, oh, I just have an outfit. Like, a cartoon character. Yeah. Like, you know how cartoon characters, you never see them in another outfit. Like, yeah. no, I wear an Eagles jersey. It was just, yeah, it was pretty funny. Like thinking back, like how first day, like I'll walk in and I'm wearing a jersey. Other kids are wearing jerseys and stuff. And then the progression of like me just still wearing yeah, yeah. them. You're like, oh, look, I'm a normal day. kid. Uh, everybody else wears jerseys too. And the next day they didn't wear jerseys. And you're like, oh, they must not be wearing their jerseys today, but I'm just going to wear mine. Yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting, but I loved it uh, going into my senior year. I played sports, so. I ended up making friends. And what sports did you play? I played football, and then I ran track my senior year. Nice football for what town? Danbury. Nice. No, we were bad. Yeah, I, I was. I was bad. I was particularly bad. Um, I was pretty bad as well. I played football for Shelton for four years. Well, I was on a football team. To say that I played football is a little bit of an o- yeah, overreach. I hear but, you. But um, and I look back at like from what we're learning about CTE, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if it was worth it. I'm just like looking Practice back at CTE alone. and I'm just like, I'm glad I was kind of a bitch and didn't really like to hit people. Yeah. But like, like I was a lineman. So like even as a second string lineman, the, the kind of drills you run, it's just a lot of, it's just like, yeah, there's just, one drill that we did before every game where you and another person would take like a five yard running start and just run head to head. Yeah. I'm like what the fuck would that prove? Yeah. We're literally just giving ourselves concussions going into a game. You just, you got to find out who's actually willing to hit. Like, cause if you're not willing to hit, like there's no point in putting you in the game. True. It's no. just weird looking at that point too, as an adult, it's like, you're just like putting kids like together and be like, run into each other. Yeah. You're weak. Sometimes like two or three rounds, like you yeah. go and do it with other people. I saw lights every time. I was always bad. I never, I never did well at those things. <clears throat> yeah. I was they, always out first round. What, uh, what position did you play? Receiver. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I was so tall. Yeah, I was six feet in high school. So like, I was just like, that's pretty much all I could do. Like, I was just tall. I was like, yeah, I can kind of catch, but I wasn't really fast. Yeah. Like, I was decent, but... Do you do anything athletic now? Not really. I, I bowl. I duck pin bowl. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. I mean, that's about it's as athletic as duck it Duck pin bowling? Like, the... Yeah. Is that the one with the... The little ball and, like, the little pins. What? Why? Uh, Why that over regular bowling? So, because 
being homeschooled, we were home, and Tuesday mornings at the Duckpin Bowling Alley in Danbury, there was a Senior Citizens League. Yeah. So they were open, and my mom would take me and my brothers Duckpin Bowling on Tuesday mornings. So I've just been bowling Duckpins since I was like three years old. And you're like still into it? Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have like a, are you in like a league or something? I am. I'm actually going to my league tonight. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, so is duck pin bowling like its own, like do a lot of people only stick to duck pin bowling if that's what they do? Uh, no. Like people who are bowling duck pin probably bowl like in other leagues or they're just really old just yeah. because it's a really do you, old do thing. Do you do any straight 10, what is it? 10 pin bowling? Uh, I don't. I never did it growing up. I only did duck pin. And that's I've only, fascinating that you've never thought to just like. I've gone. I've been before. Like I've been yeah. a handful of times. Like I've bowled pretty well. But like duck pin, the ball is like three and a half pounds at yeah. its heaviest. So like the lightest ten pin, like king pin ball you can find is like six or seven. Right. Right. So just my muscle memory and everything is just different. And since I don't do it enough. Yeah. Anytime I go, I anytime I go and yeah. bowl, it uh my hand just like gets hurt and my arm gets tired because I'm like trying to throw a ball half the size of that pretty much. Yeah. And it just, it isn't good. Like I can't fit my hand in any of the little balls and I can't throw the big heavy ones. Right. Right. So that's wild. I've never heard of, I've, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say duck pin bowling is like their, their main (laughs) hobby. Yeah. It's, I'm an odd person. I grew up homeschooled and I just kind of stuck with. So what are, what are some other things you noticed it's it's tough to notice about yourself because it's hard to have that third person perspective. But what are some other things you noticed about you being homeschooled that like have leaked into you as an adult now? Uh, I like I like a lot of old older comedies and stuff. Like I don't like because you were watching what your parents watched. Pretty much, yeah. Like I grew up on Marx Brothers and stuff like that. So oh, like no shit. I still like watching stuff like that. Whereas it can be really boring to some people yeah even if it's just like it couldn't also just not be funny and i just like the nostalgic aspect of it Mm -hmm. but so like that kind of carried with me i have this like a kind of like just a goofy like play on words sense of humor like just silly observations Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i know that's that old school style of humor um which is actually kind of a nice change of pace because you get used to a lot of modern shows and running the same kind of bits uh so it's interesting to have that kind of perspective of just mostly being influenced by older shit. Yeah. Older comedians too. Uh, I never, I honestly, I don't even watch a lot of stand up now. Um, yeah, but I never stand up comedy. I don't really watch. And I watched it as a kid growing up. Yeah. Why, on, um, so why do you do it then? Like what, what was your inspiration? Uh, I mean, honestly, like, so I'm, I may be wrong, but I feel like everybody wants to be a comedian. Like everybody, everybody deep down inside wishes they could get up on stage, tell jokes and make a crowd of people laugh. It's pretty similar to the most. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say most people just, everyone's afraid of public speaking. And that's like the worst form of public speaking because if everyone's quiet, it sucks. Every other form of public speaking, like you want everyone to be quiet all the way until the end. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you actually make a few good points. Uh, I I often describe stand-up comedy as most people's worst nightmare. (laughs) And yes, they wish they yeah. could do it because it'd be conquering that huge of a fear. But yeah, the act of the act of stand up comedy yeah. is most people's worst nightmare. I mean, like I'm afraid of heights, but like I mean, my worst nightmare would be falling off of like something like or falling out of a plane. But like going skydiving would be great. I don't think I'll ever do it because I'm too afraid of heights like that. Yeah. But like I still wish I could do it. I feel right. like anything that you're afraid of, you really just wish that you weren't afraid of because and if, you could actually do it. It feels like a superpower once you actually get to do it. That was uh for me when I you know when I had lost all that weight it was like I, I it used to be things i could never do and then once i lost all the weight and got 
capable of doing them i like when i would end up doing them i'm like oh my god i feel like a i feel like a fucking yeah it's hard to explain but like yeah doing something that you never thought you'd be able to do it's yeah got, it's a wild feeling um but uh, i got into comedy just because i like obviously that i talked about wanting to be a stand-up comic and nobody that i knew said it was a bad idea like i ran into a couple of people like outside of people i knew that told me like oh stay in school like don't try to be a comic and like not like i'm out here like not working and like i'm just grinding and trying to do comedy like yeah. i do it like here and there um but everybody was like yeah it's a good idea so i was like shit i was like now i kind of have to do this yeah i was like i have to at least give it a try yeah and i did my first open mic two like two and a half years after deciding to do comedy yeah and it went well enough and i just kind of went from there because it was just like shit if the first one went well like i just guess i have to do this now and it's fun i like doing it for sure like, oh yeah no it's fun as hell I'm just um it's surprising that you don't watch a whole because I've, I've been a stand-up comedy a comedy nerd in general my whole life mm -hmm. so like that's you know my early on experience probably come from like seinfeld seinfeld was the big one i watched yeah. a lot of seinfeld and you know he does uh stand up in between you know acts mm -hmm. in the show um but yeah i i love stand-up comedy and that's why i got into it so it's surprising that you well i, I did watch i watched comedy central specials growing up because oh, being homeschooled yeah. like certain times of the those. day once we finally had because we didn't have cable and stuff like when i was little little but once i got to like my teenage years like we had tv and i would watch you know two to two and a half hours of stand-up comedy different 30 minute specials oh yeah every day every Premium other day blend, for a while all those yeah just any whatever they had on just because yeah. it was like what else is on at this time of day especially when you're home all the time mm -hmm. um i i regret so i i watched a lot of stand-up comedy a lot of comedy central and not necessarily regret i am i'm kind of mad at the industry for how much carlos mencia they put on because <laughs> he's naturally part of me coming up like you know learning about comedy and yeah. i hate him i don't want any i don't want anything that i watched of carlos mencia in my brain but it was there because it was how yeah. much they were playing it on comedy well, central i loved carlos mencia as a so kid. did i as a kid like mind of mencia i can't even lie was one of my favorite shows when it first came out <laughs> it was great it was just so stupid it but was... then you look back at it, it's like oh it really was hack yeah but i'm just like but somebody's got to make funny. 12 year olds laugh exactly somebody has exactly. to do it and it was carlos mencia i guess for a little while but... yeah yeah exactly um, and the, but then you find out later in life that he was a joke thief and you're like, ah, that's literally the worst thing a comedian could do. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it absolutely is. It sucks. Cause like, it's also one of the things that people get accused of. And then it, but like with him, it was just like mm. blatant, very, like, very blatantly. Just it's like, man, I wanted jokes. to believe you that you had the same idea. Somebody, yeah. But no, just... no. He, he was a, he, he big timed everyone and he was just stealing open micers jokes. Like the worst, the worst you could do as an accomplished yeah. comedian. But, um, yeah, man, that's part of that. Like early on. Like the new generation, they don't have to just be influenced by what's around because now you could seek out so much comedy. You could yeah, there's too much stuff. There's so much. Yeah, there's so goddamn much. There's YouTube, Netflix, Amazon, just all these different places where you could watch it. And it's like you no longer have to be solely influenced by like a cable schedule. Yeah, no, it's it's obviously different. Like from when we were kids, like when anything I'd have to do because it was just TV. Yeah, now you have. What, you can just look up anything from any decade, any era. You don't have to go like rent a movie or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, we all know times change. It's weird. <laughs> like I noticed, like something that was good about like the record industry, the, you know, the DVDs, just like physical copies of stuff. Is like your taste kind of developed in a natural way. I I feel like every single person I talk to now is like, oh, I'm into everything. I listen to all music. Yeah, and they do. And it's like ah, it's everybody has this like weird eclectic like 
like death metal country music yeah. like every everyone listens to everything and i'm like that's cool but like i kind of miss when people used to have an aesthetic like a vibe Just like i only know this one band because it's the only cd sold at my store exactly like, that's exactly. all i can listen to and so that's all i love and it was like well you used to have to afford your music taste yeah so it's like i like this hippie music i'm just gonna stick with that because i don't have the money to be experimenting all um, over the place yeah and all this yeah cds were expensive so expensive so so were. so expensive it was like 18 to 25 dollars yeah. i would say some somewhere in that ballpark for one yeah. cd i only listen to uh christian music come on my house so, yeah no that's all we like as i got a little older things were different because like i had the two oldest brothers yeah and everybody rebelled in their own way and since like we only had christian music everyone's first obvious easy rebellion was i'm gonna listen to other music so what was your first stray from christian music uh lincoln park was Fuck. my first yeah. influences because my older brother obviously was heavy into that and yeah. then through that because this is early Jay-Z, early 2000s right yeah, yeah that's the through time. that jay-z which not like i listened to like his albums and stuff but just they had the feature so i kind of got into rap and then uh eminem was big Hell for yeah. me when i finally found that. I'm, I'm a massive lincoln park fan i got every single one of their songs no, I, I lincoln park band. was great like yeah. I, I didn't like the honestly i only like the first couple of albums because it's not really my I don't listen to any music like that really now. Like yeah. I'm not big into like the, just like the rock, it's not necessarily metal, but new like, metal, they call it and you metal. New yeah. Metal. Whatever. Anything like is even like Aerosmith and stuff like that. Like that type of like with a band kind of like rock and roll, I guess, yeah. whatever. I'm not big on it. Like it's cool if it's on, like I know songs. So I, you listen like, to a lot of rap and hip hop then more so. And then like old, like R and B, like Ray Charles, stuff like that is definitely what I ended up like gravitating uh, gravitating towards the most when how, I finally how did you get into them uh, I would walk to the library yeah. from my house when I was I don't know in like high school before I was like actually at DHS like um, and then I would drive there too like once I got a car and just take out whatever CDs of whatever artists like I would just see what they would have because you could take out like 10 you were CDs. renting CDs from the library yeah that's and d- cool as and fuck. DVDs and stuff I used to do that Hell when I was yeah. younger I'd go because you could take five DVDs out at a time yeah I ended up running up like probably like a thousand dollars in late fees because DVDs were a dollar a day. Did they charge you? No, I okay. mean I just never went back. Yeah, right? like at that you're point just... I was like, I'm just gonna like not come back and like if I come back ten years later and you're still gonna come at me for some late fees, it's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. But I had five DVDs out and I moved from Danbury to New Milford, and even though I was in Danbury all the time, I would always forget to drop them off, mm-hmm. and it must have been like three or four months that I had them, so five dollars a day for like three, four, maybe five months. I forget how long exactly it was, but it was a long time. Yeah. I ended up dropping them off eventually in one of the drop boxes. So they got their DVDs. Yeah, that's all that matters. But yeah. Those late fees are just a threat. They can't honestly be expecting $1,000. It's just crazy because like for some people, like library fees is like actually a problem and they're just like, no, please. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't understand. I don't have internet at my house. Right. Did you you read a lot too? No. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't no. read a lot now. I uh, I'm not much of a reader. I've read a few books in my life and uh I would love you to make that like your Instagram bio. <laughs> <laughs> I've read, read a few, few books. books in my life. <laughs> yeah. But uh the first like book I read as an adult I did out of spite cuz my friend <laughs> said I wouldn't finish a book and I was just like, just "All right, I like, read a book." Yeah, and it it's funny because uh after I I read it on a a plane ride to uh, Washington State. So it was like a six-hour flight. And 
it was like 220 pages or so. It wasn't a very long read. And as I came to find out when I told my friend, I was like, yeah, I read a book. Like, what's up? And he's like, what book? And I told him, I don't even remember what it was. He made fun of me because of like how childish of a read it was. Yeah. So uh, he's like, of course you read through that. that. Yeah. And I was just like, I told you I could read through a book in a, yeah. like one sitting. Right, 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 right. Oh, that's fucking funny as hell. Showed his ass. It didn't. It, definitely, <laughs> it, it didn't. It definitely didn't. Um, yeah, I, I would love to be a reader. I, it's one of my least favorite traits about myself. Like I used to read back when I was in middle school, like on Ritalin, yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, like I just, I do not have the attention span. Yeah. And that's how I feel. I honestly, I just don't like sitting still. Yeah. It takes way Same. too much. It's too difficult for me to get like locked into a book to not realize every 10 minutes, like mm, I've been just sitting here. Yeah. But, like, I'll sit and watch TV because, like, it's easy to just do that. And at least, like, I don't know. I'm just lazy as shit is there what it, is. it boils Look down Look at you to. being all honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely sit on the couch and watch TV all day. But, like, it's just obviously so much easier to just watch TV and be like, there it is. Yep. All yep. right. Next I'm episode. Getting the as info. opposed to the book where it's like, I got to think about what this place looks like. Yeah. Imagine this shit. It's <laughs> bullshit. Um, I take in a lot of info through podcasts, too. Like that's, that's probably like my happy medium between reading and TV is, you know, at least. Yeah. I don't even really listen to podcasts, honestly. I see. I work in an environment where I could uh, listen to my headphones all day. Okay. It's impossible to do that with music. Music. I I used to do it all the time. It's cool. For a couple of years, I did like straight music. Yeah. You know, because I've had a couple of jobs where I could listen to headphones. Eventually you're just like, I'm good. I don't really, (laughs) I, I want, I need something new. I don't know. No, um, I honestly I have like the same songs pretty much like on my playlist too. I listen to like mostly the same shit. It'd be very, it'd be very funny if you're you just listen to like ten songs after all <laughs> these years. Like that's all. It, when you when I look at my like uh, my listen history on my Spotify and stuff, it pretty yeah. much is. Like, yeah, it just I, I comes down. To the same yeah, stuff. it comes down to those like favorite songs and shit. I just when I because I used to work like that too, where I could wear headphones. I just hate talking and interacting to people that much that I was like I'd rather just have on headphones. And not talk to anybody. It's nice. It is nice that one annoying thing about headphones is not everybody understands that it's like a universal sign for leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I hate when people try to talk to me when I'm wearing headphones. Yeah. It, you got to give me hand signals. You yeah. Gotta make sure. Let me know like what's going on. And I'm not trying to have a conversation. Like you can tell me yeah. whatever we need to know. Like my shit's noise canceling. I don't know yeah. what you're saying. My yeah. job. I had to have one off. You could only have one headphone. Were you a DJ? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. But uh, I work at the post office. And I worked. Currently? Yeah, I still cool. do. I didn't leave. I'm still there. It's been like 10 years now. Nice. But when I was first there, I worked in the back. So I would wear headphones and just sort mail. Cool. So uh, what's what's it like working in the post office? Depressing. It just, like, it's repetitive. It, yeah. It's honestly the post office is like it's really nice because like you don't have to really worry about much. It's like, yeah, I have a job, especially if you end up being a full time government employee, because like if the post office did up and close tomorrow, as a full-time government employee, like federal employee, they have to transfer me somewhere, even if it's like TSA, like go work at the airports or something. Oh, like you I, automatically have a full-time government yeah, job. like I'm just there. I'm good. So like that's nice, but like other than that, it's just it's just an annoying job sometimes. It's easy, so like it could be worse. I don't work outside. Yeah. I don't do manual labor. Right. There's always a lot of things that could be worse, but it's still, it's just a job that you know you have to go to, and it's the exact same thing every day. Like it doesn't really change customer. Mm-hmm. I work up front and customers walk in and it's like, if somebody walks in holding cash, you want to book a stamps. That's it. Like I know that without even having to talk to them. Right. Right. Nobody after you work up there, it's just the same things like that 
where it's always the same stuff. Oh, shit. You have so customers who come in and get the same thing. I had a guy who would come in and buy $185 money orders. Don't know his name at all. We would talk all the time. Every time I came in, I would just punch it in and have it ready by the time he walked up to the counter. It was always $185? Yeah, always, every time. What, what do you think he's doing with that? He worked at the airport. And so, I don't know, it was something with work i have no idea i don't ask like yeah of course the, you never could but you know i would I mean? speculate you know curious. i didn't i don't know i just knew he worked at the airport i didn't think about it i don't really think about a lot of things i don't question a lot no not really no. interesting you're just like fine with i'm a very like i'm a very unobservant person with a lot of things <laughs> like i had so it was funny i pronounced your name wrong i was called keith for two weeks in high school <laughs> by one of my friends and didn't know until somebody else called me todd and i responded and he was like, Todd, he's like, I thought your name was Keith. And I was like, why would you think that? And he's like, I've been calling you Keith for two weeks. Yeah, and you were responding to Keith? I, I Apparently, I guess. That yeah. is so shot. Yeah. So, like, I really just, I don't pay attention to a lot of anything that's going on. I mean, I guess that makes you really easygoing. Because when you pay attention to a lot of shit, it's, it could be really... In some ways. It, like, it... It only, it's so much in my life because like certain things, if I'm like playing a board game or something with people right. or like anything like that, I'll get very, like very anal and very particular about like the way you're supposed to play and be like, it's your turn. Yeah. Go. It's your turn. Yeah. Go. <laughs> it just dictate a lot of shit. So like very easy going and then also like not at the same time with just random things. Board, so why, why board games as an example? Is that like. It's just the thing that comes to my mind because yeah. it's obviously I play like even like just any games like people play that uh, the game on their phone heads up and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They ever played that like things like that. I'll just be like, yo, pick something. Like, mm -hmm. Let's go. What are we doing? Right. And just I don't know. I get very for whatever reason, just into it to where it's like, stop wasting time. Like, are we playing this game or are we not playing this game? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, do you think that's like a patience thing? Yeah, I'm very impatient. You're I guess, all right. Like, all right. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. What's uh do you have like any like road rage incidents? Not incidents, but I mean I'm definitely as when I was younger it was definitely worse. Yeah. Now it's still like I'm just impatient to where if people are driving slow, I just I wanna go around you. I'm not trying to drive fast. I don't ever drive like over a hundred and stuff like that. I don't do that. I don't well, drive even like that's the, a pretty bad example of not being fast. Well, like, cause some people go like crazy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I like the fastest I'll get is I might touch 90 sometimes. I've yeah, definitely yeah, touched yeah. 90, like passing people or something, like that. but I also don't, I'm not going to drive like 90 from Waterbury to Danbury. Yeah. Like I'm never driving fast for a long period of time. I'm normally in like the 70 to 80 range. Right. But if you're in front of me going 50, I'm going to be really just irritated about it. Uh huh. Yeah. I think driving brings out the worst in people. No, ma does. no matter what driving does, everybody's going to be different and everybody thinks that they're right. And so everyone hates everybody, no matter what it is. Once you get my, behind the wheel. My biggest thing on the road is people not understanding how the highway works. The whole passing lane yep. and driving that shit is infuriating. I mean, honestly, I get mad if I'm on like a, a back road, like state highway or something like that. And there's someone driving slow and there's two, three cars behind you pull off to the side and just let people pass you and That's then all. get back on the road. That's all. So I, def I definitely get very, very impatient yeah. while driving. I try to be better about it. My girlfriend gets mad at me all the time. Oh, you have a girlfriend? Yeah. How long? Uh, three years. Three, three and some change. Uh, what's she think about uh, comedy? She's very supportive. She's cool. all about it. She just, uh, when it comes to like recording stuff like this, she's always just like, don't say anything embarrassing. Ten years from now, you don't know what it's going to do. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't That's know. a pretty good point. She's like, She's right. It's just funny to always hear. Cause she's very supportive. She comes to shows like she's always like helping me out, like 
not like she wants to help me write jokes she's one of those girlfriends where she's always like i'm funny and she is but like i'm just like write your own damn jokes yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even if someone gives me a good joke i'm kind of just mad because i'm like i didn't think of that man like, oh i know what you're like don't tell me that i might have came to that my own in like five minutes how yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. like yeah no I'm, I'm i'm pretty similar way with writing jokes i you know sometimes my friends will say a joke that i could do and i'm like yeah that's that's all yours man yeah. I, I can't i can't do it it's not yeah you know, it's part, part of the grind is, is writing your jokes um i've often thought about that though like if if i feel like a lot of c- comedians on our level could get a lot bigger if they employed a couple of people to write for them i mean i don't really think there's anything wrong like with having people write your jokes depending on what level you get to like because like so many people do that to where it's just like okay it's still just it's like music people write other songs for people like you know what i mean it. so it's at a certain point if it's just a business and you're just trying to like perfect a craft and then sell it as a business i hear you like you be authentic do what you do don't just like have anyone and everyone like sending you and writing you jokes but if you have people that every now and then they know you well enough to where it's like hey i have this idea for you i got this i got mm-hmm. blah 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 i jotted this down i mean why not like what's i don't see what the big deal is now you just talked about business are you in a business entrepreneur type shit no no, I work at the post office. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. Like, if comedy ends up making money, like that's cool, and then that would end up becoming a business in its own way. But yeah. like, I'm never like actively pursuing, like trying to like open a business or do any like running of anything. Yeah, that's fair. That's a lot of work. It is. I'm definitely very lazy. L- lazy. I'm, yeah, very. I'm lazy, but I'm one of the lazy people to where, like. Because I'm also then impatient. Like at my job, I'm always trying to just run through things quick. Like if there's customers in line, I want to get you the hell out of here as fast as possible, as quickly as possible. Yeah. And just sit down and go back to doing nothing. Right. So if there's stuff to do and I have to do it, like, all right, here we go. We got to work, do whatever. But I'm going to try as much as I can to do as little as possible for as long as possible. If you want something done quickly and efficiently, you got to go to the lazy guy. It just depends, though. It depends on what kind of lazy too, because like there's people who are also just lazy then and just aren't going to get it done. In True. Anyway, yeah. there's some. There's also the type of lazy where like they're just going to phone it in and fuck everything up. Like it's because I'm also impatient. That's what makes me want to get things done because I'm like I want to get back to doing nothing as soon as possible. If I wasn't that impatient, I would just. I mean, I'd take as long as whatever doing anything. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. But it's just like the more time spent doing anything other than nothing is frustrating and it's like nothing would include like also like just having just my my time to do whatever i want to do like if i'm at work pretty much all i can do is play games on my phone like that's it i'm stuck here i can't really do much else i can play games on my phone read articles and stuff online that's it so like if there's no customers in line i can do that yeah if there's customers in line i can't do that and that's all i can do right now so it's like all right let's get you out so of the here only reason leave. you work hard is to work towards not having to work exactly <laughs> <laughs> the more time spent working is failure in my mind that's hysterical that's like the opposite of that like grind grind 24 7 <laughs> lifestyle like yeah no the only thing that gets the only thing that excites you about working is the prospect of, of not having working. to not work ever yeah. again that's it which i imagine being a government employee and knowing there's a pension in there one day <laughs> it's probably a big thing i mean it's not as good as it used to be in the post office it's also kind of weird to where like it is post office or it is government and it isn't all at the same time but my retirement like i have access to one government like retirement plan thing but it I have to actively put into it. They just match a little bit more. I guess it's like safer, but 
I don't know, depending on what your definition of safe is. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. I can, um, sometimes like I, I, I want to plan for the future, but at the same time, like everything that's happened the past 10 years is pointing to cataclysm in the next 10. See, like, honestly, like, like people tell me to save my money. I'm like, for what? The climate is trying to kill me. There's five different countries that want to it's blow not me that. up. It's just you don't know what's going to be money exactly. when that happens. And yeah. that's what it is because honestly, I don't like things could go bad, but no matter what, there's going to be some form of society. Like yeah. there's always going to be something unless people are all entirely dead, but something's going to be worth money, but it may very well not be money Maybe or whatever canned food like cryptocurrency turns crazy all of a sudden. Yeah. Who knows? Like they're wild, like possibilities. I'm, but. I'm curious about like the, cause I know like a lot of working class people have crypto and I'm curious, like if there's ever one day where crypto, all forms of crypto go through the roof, if there's just going to be a worker's crisis because everyone's going to quit their job overnight. <laughs> cause like if, if a bunch of people, if a bunch of middle-class citizens become millionaires overnight, that's going to fuck up the workforce pretty bad. It it would be definitely crazy. And like it couldn't just be something where like every crypto like but it's just you have bitcoin at like, you know, anywhere from 30 to like 65,000 yeah. or whatever it's been since like it went through like it's crazy run and made people like millionaire, multimillionaires yeah. and everything. And so it's just figuring out which one is going to do that. It's just like how when Amazon started, there were other companies that did that, I'm sure. Yeah, Amazon, there were other. it was just which one did you pick to invest in? Cryptocurrency is gonna be like certain ones are gonna do certain things. It's just gonna be when they get linked to something. That's what all it's gonna be is it's like what is it actually valuable to? Bitcoin is valuable because people put value into it, and there's certain things you can buy with it if you're already ultra wealthy. Yeah, but like I have no use for like Bitcoin. If I had sixty thousand in Bitcoin, it's only worth selling it to me or holding right, it and right, hoping right. it turns into like something more. Right. If you have like multi millions of it, then you can yeah probably buy a Tesla or something with your Bitcoin. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it's just going to be whatever actually gets linked to real life purposes because right now it's all just throwing money at something, but in the blink of an eye, it all just turns to nothing. And then you're left looking like a fool. It's so weird. It's not real, but it's none of it's linked to anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe the original, if I'm not mistaken, the original value established, uh, like years and years ago, um, Bitcoin was used to purchase pizza. Like a large pizza and a Coke or something. I think that was the first official transaction. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I really All I know about cryptocurrency is I have a little bit in it and I'm crossing my fingers like all the other like morons out there. Same. Same. <laughs> and I'm glad you could admit that's what you're doing with it. Yeah, I feel like way too many people think think that they like have like a finger on the pulse of like no, what it is. It, I mean, it only if you're really playing with like the ones that are actually already worth money but like yeah. I have 1.8 billion of like a cryptocurrency and it's worth like $4 yeah. but it's just like I'm gonna throw my $4 at that chance why yeah. not like, yeah right imagine if that was worth a dollar one day also it was given to me so I didn't even spend the $4 right right <laughs> yeah yeah there's um I feel like owning 1.4 billion of anything is just silly yeah it, it was it's crazy to think about because I'm like that's so much of something even if it's just digital and I'm like wow like I quote unquote have that and I'm yeah. just like four dollars don't know what the fuck it means <laughs> like four dollars I have absolutely no idea what any of it means it it just means maybe you get lucky that's all <laughs> yeah fucking annoyed I uh when I was like 18 I was considering spending a thousand dollars on bitcoin which would have been like yeah obviously we wouldn't be having this conversation now yeah. I would be on a yacht yeah but I couldn't figure <laughs> you out how to achieve buy. my goal yeah <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out how to buy it 
Like it was just very back because back it, then it was it wasn't easy. Very sketchy and weird mm-hmm. to to buy crypto. That's why so much crypto was lost. Like there's people who bought millions of dollars worth of crypto back then who have no idea how to access it. Yeah. Um. So maybe I'm almost happy that that happened because I would have ended up losing it. Yeah, you'd have been way more angry if it. Got I would be a very angry person if I had a hundred million dollars lying around that I didn't have access to. Yeah. That <laughs> would be fucking <laughs> devastating. Be, I'd be pretty miserable all the time. Yeah. And now I just have what I have. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so have you been doing, um, have you, so like you don't do like a whole lot of comedy either, right? You're you're pretty similar to me as far as like COVID was a great excuse for being like, Oh, that's why I haven't done comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. I've always been one of those guys who just like, I do it when I do it. I'm not like, it's not like my number one pursuit in life, but it's a cool little hobby that, you know, pays me money sometimes. I mean, I, I, when I first started, I had a couple of years where I was really like trying to do a lot. Like I would drive to open mics and stuff and go to work, sleep in the parking lot for a couple hours and go to work. So like, I definitely was on a grind at one point, but it just, I was like, look, I'm working at the post office. I got far enough into this. I was like, my ultimate goal is to have the time to just do what I want to do. I'm like, the amount of time I'd have to sacrifice into comedy for it to maybe pay off in terms of like being able to do like nothing and relax with my yeah. time is just not as much as like the guarantee with the post office. Like I can still do comedy and things. People blow up overnight over nothing, yeah. literally nothing. So I'm like, there's still like, I got my like cryptocurrency worth of like chance in comedy. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> a pretty good way to look at it. Yeah. So post office. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Post they pay the bills. It works, man. How did you get into it? Uh, I So I bowled with the, several people who worked at the post office, but one of my friend's uncles who bowled was a mail carrier, and I had no desire to, like, I was in community college, but I had no real desire to go to school because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I'm like, I don't want to get a degree for anything because also, like I said, my end goal is to not work. So, like, to go to school, to work hard, to get a job was counterproductive in my eyes. That's hysterical. So I, I just got lucky with the the post office that he worked there. And I remember being at my friend's house. You basically just said being productive is counterproductive. <laughs> it's a, I don't know. Everything's everyone's own perspective. Yeah, 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 it yeah. could be. It, it made sense because yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know. Like, I really don't want to have a job. The thought of having any job just seems like a failure, no matter what the job is. Because you. unless you had you can make a lot of money or have a lot of time. And the odds of having both are slim because there's plenty of people who make a lot of money and have no time. Like True. Not, there's so many less people that who actually have a lot of money have all this time, especially if they have consistent money coming in. Right. It just takes so long to set all that up. And I'm like, it's so much. I'm like, I could go to like a private island for a week in my whole life and that'd be enough. Like, why do I need to go every week? Like, it just Fair. let me just get a taste. Yeah. But uh, I was at my friend's house and... I was talking about applying and my friend's uncle was like, you know, what? I would just go do it now. I wouldn't even wait. And I was like, actually, yeah, you're right. And I went to the post office, found out that all the applications are online, felt stupid and just did it that day, but managed to get in. And yeah, once I got into the post office, I was like, this is it. I was like, I'm not trying to go to school. I'm not trying to learn a trade and like be a mechanic or a plumber or anything that's like super physical and you have to go do like a bunch of stuff that people wouldn't want to do if you're like a plumber and everything yeah it was like the post office is it i'm like this is easy i'm like right now it it was difficult when i first got there because like it was like three in the morning like four in the morning six days a week and stuff so it was a hard change at like 20 years old to just like start doing that but 
I was like, I'm not going to go to school. So I was like, this is it. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm going to be homeless other than this. Or I'm going to be working just retail my whole life. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that. At least the post office, like, it's not crazy money. Like, I'm not driving anything fancy. Like, I have a house now. Like, I bought a house with my girlfriend. So, like, it's still like, but it's enough to do what I need. That's pretty cool. You got a house where? In uh, Waterbury. Nice. Like, on the edge of Waterbury. It's yeah, more near Wolcott. No, there, there's a really nice spots in Waterbury. There is, but it's also still Waterbury. It's still Waterbury. Always, like, we yeah. had a, <laughs> my girlfriend, we had a guy get into a motorcycle accident on our road. And, uh, like, badly, badly injured his legs. Where, like, they ended up having to amputate one. And that had, he landed on our front yard. Jesus Christ. So, like, even if you're in the nice parts of Waterbury, like, it's still, no matter what, it comes and finds you. It's still Waterbury. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough city. Yeah, it just is. So, it's nice. It's great. It's great. We love it. It's a really nice house. Yeah. But it's still Waterbury. Yeah. Um, did we, You didn't grow up in Waterbury. No, I grew up in Danbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Waterbury's fucking sketchy, man. I've had some. I used to knock on doors for a living, like uh, in Waterbury. Yeah, did that a couple of times. That's crazy. See, I, I never wanted to be that desperate for work. That's Horrifying. why I stayed at the post office. We're talking. I was like a teenager, but um, yeah, man, they. Uh, it did not feel like a smart idea. Just walking around Waterbury. What were you trying to sell? Not even really selling. It's this. You were just actually annoying people. No, no. You're so just like, hi, I get paid to knock on doors. No, no. So it's this company, uh, Power Home Remodeling Group. And you set up appointments for somebody to come in and try to sell them windows, roofing, and siding. Such a scam. Such a fucking scam. How do you get paid? You get paid off leads <laughs> that you create. It's It, it was you such a scam. You got paid off of nothing. <laughs> no, you did Some you, guy handed you like 50 bucks out of his pocket yeah. every so often. No, no, no. You, you were like, you, oh, I made there, some leads. There was a base pay, and then on top of the base pay, however many leads you made, you got bonuses. Yeah, man. I sold Cutco knives at one point. I know how Same all that shit. works. Yeah. <laughs> Same shit, man. But that's just, just trying to set up a point. It's like, hi, I'm not here to actually sell you anything. I just yeah. want to let you know that through talking to me, someone might come here and annoy you and sell you something at a future date. Exactly. Yeah, you were setting up. Uh, an appointment for a high pressure salesman. How many people in Waterbury accepted that offer? <laughs> oh, tons, but none of them were homeowners. <laughs> they were always renters, and you can't set appointments with renters, obviously. But it was always like a waste of time going to Waterbury. But they would send us there sometimes. And uh, yeah, man, you know, have some you have some run-ins with people who are like uh, who are like you. You better watch out. You'll get shot around here. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'll just keep going uh, somewhere else. Yeah, the entire building is rumbling right now. Okay. I think there's an earthquake. I was just wondering what that was for a yeah. second. You can see it on my face. Yeah, you were getting really... I'm like looking around at yeah. everything because yeah. I'm like, where the fuck? You're like a fucking nervous little puppy. You're like, what, what is it Hey, man, I'm not trying to get caught in a collapsing building. Nah, this thing nah, looked old from the outside. It does look like a building that could come right down. It does. It's yeah. Shelton. Like, yeah. This could easily fall. This is true. This is true. It's an old-ass building. And we're in the bottom, so like we wouldn't die right away. We'd just get trapped down here yeah. doing a podcast for nobody like we already are. Yeah. And it'd be that's the way. I'll although go more depressing. Yeah, yeah. You really uh, shine a light on my life, man. Just so <laughs> just filled with uh, filled with joy. So, would you describe yourself as an optimist or a pessimist? Uh, I like to think I'm an optimist, but don't sound so sure. So, just because I'm a hater, <laughs> so like it's hard to say you're an optimist. Like, I definitely like to hope for like the best. You know what I mean? I like to see the best in people. Yeah. But like, I'll be real quick to tell you what I don't like about a lot of things. Uh huh. And just hate on shit for no reason. Yeah, yeah. 
Is that uh, was that something like growing up? Uh, yeah, like not knowing about things, so it was a lot easier to just hate it instead That's of just not knowing hysterical. about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause like yeah, you were so many things you're missing out on. So rather than just like try to learn about it, I'm just like ah, just fuck it. It's stupid. The, the first time I heard Eminem was on the iPod commercial. Really? Yeah. And you were like, "This is it. it's stupid." No, I was like, "This is awesome." I was like, "What is this song?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I have to find. What this. song was it? Lose yourself. It was yeah, the iPod commercial back shit. when they used to dance the silhouettes That's and everything. Like Twelve years into his career. Yeah, it was deep. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, dude, lose yourself was not early. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Homeschooled man. Yeah. Fucking a, dude. Do you did you have like a weird palate too with foods? Uh, yeah, we ate a lot of just like easy bulk stuffs. So like pasta was good. One of the the weirdest dish that we ate growing up was hot dogs and apples. Really? Yeah, which is a dish. My family used to live in Ohio before I was born, and they lived in a trailer park there when my two older brothers were like three to like or like four or five, something like that, maybe. Yeah, and. There was a recipe that my mom got from somebody in the trailer park. I think it was in like a recipe book, but I don't know. It may not have been. So you used to, you came from a trailer park originally? I didn't live there. Okay. My brothers and my family lived there at one point. My dad was from Philadelphia and my mom was from Jersey. They were out in Ohio because my dad and mom Ooh, met. You were like Bible legacy school. trash. Yeah. <laughs> Philly, half Philly, half Jersey. Yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> With trailer park roots. Yeah. Oh, wow. You got. You got the, the you got that that shit in your jeans. Pretty much, yeah, it's there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hot dogs and apples. That's right. Anyway, so hot dogs and apples is a dish that you eat over rice, and you just cut up hot dogs and apples, put it into like a, a big skillet, and you use syrup and yellow mustard, and I think that's it. To make the uh, the sauce, it may be one other ingredient. I don't remember. What that it's is, definitely syrup. That and yellow might be mustard. the most white trash recipe I've ever heard. In my <laughs> you, life, bro, you cook all that with the hot dogs and apples till either they get like soggy, like the apples, or like so you know, still a little crunchy. <laughs> and then you pour it over the the white rice with like the sauce and everything. Here's the thing: I'm sure it's delicious. You know what's crazy? I'm sure it's so fucking tasty. It really is. But the wildest thing is. Uh, Guy Fieri, or what, I don't know how you say his name. You said it incredibly perfect. That's crazy. I'm telling you, like, with the Italian accent and everything. I've never heard someone say it. (laughs) You were the last person I'd expect to say his name authentic. Everybody else says it wrong. Well, that guy. That's very funny. He was out at some event. I forget what it was, but he did a uh, a apple pie hot dog thing. Uh And I was telling my friend about it, and he's like, dude, he's like, hot dogs and apples. That's what you love. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, (laughs) dude. I was like, it is. I was like, it must really be good. If this guy's doing it in some sense, it's trash food. It's definitely trash food, but it's delicious. It it was great. It was a a staple in my house growing up was hot dogs and apples. Do you still make it every now and then? No, I'm not sure how to make it. I think one of my sister-in-laws knows how to make it at this point. Hot dogs and apple. I'm kind of interested now. If we, if any ever gets made, or I'll like, I'll ask about the recipe, and I'll, I'll try to make some, and I'll bring you some hot dogs. And I apples would love to try. some hot dogs and apples. That's fucking wild, man. Old yeah. school. Um. So, so you were in Danbury. So what? You were the rest of your family grew up in the trailer park. Uh, they didn't. I mean, we moved to Connecticut like right when I was born. Like okay. I was born in Guilford, um, and we were in Connecticut for a couple of years before i was born not a lot my like i was was saying before my parents met in bible school like my dad was a pastor yeah and so that's why they were in ohio and then they came this way and then i moved to danbury i think we moved to danbury when i was like one 
So like we were in Guilford for three or so years or something like that, and then moved to Danbury. So my oldest brothers were like eight, nine. So yeah. we all mostly grew up in Danbury. Right. That's Very pretty- boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever go on any like wild trips? Uh, just church trips, really. Like I never. I went. The farthest I went as a kid when I was like seven, maybe eight years old, I think eight or nine maybe, I went to um, Chicago for a national Bible competition. I did this thing called Junior Bible Quiz. What is that even? What's a Bible competition? It's like Bible trivia. That sounds awful. (laughs) Honestly, it it was a lot of fun as a kid because it was still trivia. Like I was pretty good at it. Uh, pretty good at it but me and my friends we all did it it was just basically getting out of uh, Sunday service the church I went to wasn't like a very traditional like just service in church yeah like there was a school that was attached to the building Um, they would do like service and things like that and then they would or worship and they would let the kids out to go to kids church which was like fun and games and a bunch of bullshit yeah and then there was also junior Bible quiz, which was this thing that like the church I grew up going to was a national chain. It's called Assemblies of God. Like it's just a chain church throughout the country. Okay. So this competition was through other Assemblies of God churches. So like we would meet other churches throughout the state and like the tri-state area and get together and do no shit. Bible quiz matches and stuff. That is wild. And me and my friends would do that because... Some of our parents were a little more strict and they were like, you're not going to go to kids church. Like you're going to be in the main service, but they were like, or you can go do that because it was, it's Bible trivia. So you're going to actually learn stuff about the Bible, which they thought was important. Fuck. But I did it because he got candy. (laughs) (laughs) Like the the lady that ran it gave us candy. It was really funny. I got really good when she, uh, she had like a, a competition in our church where she was like, if you can answer, there was 10, 20, and 30 point questions. And she's like, if you can answer so many of each of them, it's like there was like prize brackets you would fall into. Yeah. And I went nuts <laughs> learning that shit. So, so candy was your big fuel. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, whose wasn't? Who the hell I feel like, like you still really like candy. You strike me as a person who fucks with candy. Uh, I mean, here and there, I'm more of a, a salty uh, okay, cool. treat. Like, I li- like goldfish are my thing. Yeah. I love goldfish. So that's. I'm definitely more of a salty than a sweet. Do you have goldfish in your car right now? I might. <laughs> There's definitely sometimes bags of goldfish like under my seat Just lying and around. stuff. Yeah, no, I, I'm all about it. Uh, that's funny. Well, um, we're going to start wrapping this thing up. I uh, I always ask all my guests at the end of the episode to, uh, I, I call it speaking something into infinity. Basically, just a little piece of advice or a little just closing statement, wrap up the episode, something from you, something that they could remember you by. So if you got anything you want to say... Um, Jesus, that's a lot of pressure, man. You just drop this on everybody. Everybody. My advice would be change that policy. <laughs> this is a spotlight I don't enjoy. Now I have to think of something to tell to whoever might listen to this. I don't know who it could be about like better in their life or some shit. Whatever. I don't want to do that. I'm going to tell you how to better your life. Find a right. Let me know before we get to that. <laughs> At least with me, don't drop bombs on me. All right. <laughs> like out okay. of nowhere. That's um. That's actually a very fair piece of advice. Uh, where can people find you? Do you, you like do you have any uh, like social media or any bullshit like that? No, I'm really not. I mean, I have an Instagram. I I forget. I think it's Todd Cooper things. I don't remember. I don't. Okay. I really don't use it a lot. I did at one point. I used to run shows somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. I don't anymore. So I'm. Well, you, if you guys want, you can go, find me by chance. Yeah. If you guys <laughs> want to try to go find Don, 
And as always, you can find me uh, at Stephabro93 on Instagram, at Stephabro on Twitter, uh, at Good Enough Podcast on Instagram for anything directly related to the podcast. Um, and at Stephabro93 on uh, TikTok. Uh, got anything else you want to add, Todd? Uh, no, that's definitely, that's going to be it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much for doing it, brother. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. And as always, everybody, drink more water and be nicer to each other.